0: thank you all for checking out this week's episode once again i'm john if you like what you heard and saw today subscribe to our youtube channel find us on instagram facebook and twitter and check out our brand new merch store with hats coffee mugs, t-shirts other cool stuff coming down the pipeline Again, thank you all for support. Be safe and see you next week. How's it going, everyone? John here, the host of Spirit Talk. And to celebrate episode 150, we're uh, bring back our good friend and uh, buddy and self-defense expert, crowd maga expert, and overall one of the most influential people uh, for me personally, spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, Marcus Torgerson, uh, back on Spear Talk.
1: I was going to say something smart-ass, and you, you you gutted me with that last Thank you. I I received that compliment because that is the highest thing I could ever ask for.
0: And I just got your uh, cash app, so we're good there. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Whew. So sure uh, I know last time we've talked, I know you had the big move and stuff to uh, Texas, but how's everything going with that? Awesome. Absolutely awesome,
1: man. It just feels good. just feels great. I loved Arizona. Like, I love Arizona. But uh, I've texas is home
0: for now it's awesome. it's awesome the uh i remember the first time i moved uh with the family and then when i went down to the government like the moving process for me has always been such a because i, I accru- i'm not a hoarder per se but mm-hmm. i accrue a lot of things that are valuable or not necessarily valuable but stuff that's valuable to me mm-hmm. and so i have a detachment issue where like a, a couch where i'm like I just get a door where I move. Like, well, that's my couch because that's where I watched Armageddon the first time. Or like weird yeah. stuff like that, where it's like collector. Yes, and it's like, how do you yeah. kind of do you have issue with like over time do you accrue stuff like that? Whether it's yeah. maybe not necessary stuff, but even moving into like a, a bigger idea of mental clutter, where like these ideas and memories, like how do you clear yourself of that stuff too?
1: Well, so I I have a collector's mindset because I I collected comics all my life, so. I had, I've had stuff. There's some things I've had for close to 30 years, 40 years, but over the years, I have taken a minimalist situation because where I've been moving, you know, I don't have my own space. I'm, I'm, I'm at a guy's place or whatever. Right. Like since my divorce, it's everything's just been down so much that now it's just, uh, I take kind of like, like if I was to come visit you, I'd have my, my pack, my bag, and that's it, right? Like I I try right. to keep things as smooth as possible, not to sit there and pull go like all heat. Like I need to be able to go in thirty <laughs> seconds or less. But but the things that I do have mean the world to me. Like like you, there there's so much emotional attachment. I like I have a book, okay, a book. Uh, it's a, a graphic novel that's uh I had two of them. It was Batman from the 30s to the 70s, Superman from the 30s to the 70s. The book of a whole bunch of different comics now i have those as a um those are my childhood yep i've got i've had those literally 44 years but there's very few things that i hold on to that much unless they're like yeah i, I try to keep as minimalist, minimalist as possible only because i can go the other direction really quickly right yeah. Now,
0: when it comes to, like, the mental capacity of it, when you have a lot of good memories, does it, do they, eventually they start to outweigh all the bad memories, I would think, yeah. right? But so how do you yeah. kind of hold all that together? Because some memories you just can't shake.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. so almost
0: it's like, how do you, as, as the good days keep piling on, which it looks like they are for you, and obviously we all have the bad days, but yeah. as we go through life, and the good days happen, whether you become a father or uh uncle or all this stuff crazy work stuff it's like where do you kind of filter out does that eventually push it all the bad stuff or does that stuff always kind of stay in a part of your brain
1: um well the first usually i have to ask the question when the bad stuff happens first of all why is this happening like if i get a, if i get i don't like the word triggered because there's such a negative association with it yep. but when i get when i get impacted by a, a, a memory or something um immediately, I'll be honest with you, immediately, I start to think of, well, where's, where's the message in my mess? And that's one thing in the last little while that has been very abundantly clear with every talk I've had to do. All that stuff, John, every shitty thing, no word of a lie, has ended up being switched into this incredible moment for somebody, right? Like, no, I am not exaggerating. Every shit, every single fucking shitty thing, forgive my language, has been turned into where I've had men, men of my senior, seventy years of age coming up and saying, "You know what? If you can do it, kid, I'm gonna do it. And just so, so all my bad memories have have been right. transformed or are being more transformed into, okay, so it's a message for somebody,
0: right? right and that, right. that's
1: cool. And then I don't they're not bad memories anymore because even though they feel shitty, I know that they're impacting somebody, and that's all that fucking matters.
0: Right. It's, uh, that kind of correlates with that. I know you've been very, uh, vocal. And when you talk about your faith, it's like you've been sharing mm-hmm. your, like, faith journey through social media. And it's one of those things, too, where it's like for me, when I first started this podcast, I didn't want people that know me know, I'm, uh, I'm Catholic, I'm, I have a faith, but I never wanted it to be a central thing of my talks. But as I've got to know to different guests, whether agnostic or pagan or whatever you believe mm-hmm. in, I've started to gravitate towards the people that are on this journey, the spiritual journey, whether, no matter what God it is, but this Mm -hmm. idea that we can all believe in a, maybe necessarily a higher power if you believe in that stuff, but a, Mm -hmm. be a good person and seeing you so open about that. It's like Mm -hmm. kind of talk to me through, was it something where you kind of like, Yes, I have to be Marcus Torgerson, but do I have to show the world who I really am? Because some people that follow you or follow me might be like, oh, I love them, but oh, they talk about God or they openly pray. It's like I'm trying to find the fine line because I don't want to alienate those people, but I also want them to know that I'm going to be unbashably myself at all times. So right? How do, you okay, so, how do you deal with that?
1: So today, it's funny, today I made it abundantly clear that regardless of your your beliefs – um, I have to make sure I'm I'm just gonna choose the right words. Oh, hold on, let me let me backtrack for a second. About two years ago, you know, all my talking, I had a very ambiguous, I would say the universe, or I would say, you know, I would make it ambiguous. And a good friend of mine, Crystal, she was like, listen, do you believe in God? I said, Yes, I believe in God. She goes, well then believe in God and oh. and whatever is just the way that she put it i'm not going to alienate alienate anybody i talk about my lord and savior jesus christ because that's my faith right right and i believe in what i believe in. now if you i don't know um with the exception of satanists like anybody else if somebody comes up and says hey i'm uh i believe in wood chips and those wood chips aren't hurting anybody. And you're, right. you know, you're not killing yourself as a result of believing in wood chips. Cool, man. Excellent. I will never put anybody's stuff down. I don't want anybody to put my stuff down. My Boundaries, which is a book that if you haven't read it, I want you to read it. Boundaries. Okay. Send it. It's phenomenal. Game changer. But my boundaries are clear. I walk in faith. I am strong in my faith. And my faith is based on grace. And yeah. I will show grace to anybody else. Now, I've lost, oh, my God, the amount of people that have walked away because they don't like this version of Marcus. They like the other version. Now, that, that I don't care about it one way or the other because, John, you care for me for who I am. Right. Agree? Right? 100%, yeah. Okay. So if I walk deeper into my faith, you're still going to love me. Right. Regardless. And you could be you could be an atheist. You're still going to love me. Right. You're just going to be like, okay, Marcus, you're big on your faith. Cool. But if you're going to not like someone because of positive growth that they're doing, you need to go and get your moral compass checked.
0: Yeah. It's weird because sometimes when you see like these – and I say celebrities because they're always in the news, but, oh, this person found God. It's like there's always like this negative TMZ like, Mm -hmm. so what? I mean, what if – you? Like these people that you, you, if your biggest issue is them believing in a higher power or God or Jesus or whoever, Mm -hmm. but you'd rather have the version of them that's stuck on drugs and being a a shitty role model or dying. It's like, what, what point did they, and I can kind of see where, obviously, the Catholic Church, there's been the issues with the priests and all that stuff, which we've talked about. Um, And I get why people have that negative reservations towards that. And I get that. I sympathize with those people, but. Of course. At what point do we can we kind of look back and be like, they found God? This is maybe they found a God or the Spaghetti Monster, whatever it is. But if they found something that keeps them alive and happy, who yes. are we to judge them? I've I've had I've struggled trying to figure that out. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna speak. I'm speaking for you
1: in one way, John. You are, on this earth, your impact on so many needs to and always has been authentic to you. And if for some reason there's a tug that says, well, you know what, I don't want to alienate anybody. Nobody will be alienated if they care about you. Correct. Now, the question should be really from people is, well, they're like, is it John, the protection guys? John, the podcast? There's no difference between all of them. Right. You wear, you wear different hats. Right. But you're, the head of you is still the same. Right. So you can't alienate people who love you. Right. And the people that don't that have a problem. Oh, well, John, now your 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 faith is coming in everywhere. I can't right. fucking stand that. You're whoa, hold on, back the truck up. What is it about it that makes you uncomfortable? And why do you want to to bring your unhappiness over to me? Right. Right? Like stop. And it started, you know where it started, you know, Sean Ryan? Yes. Okay. So Sean Ryan came into some faith. And he has done a 180, man. He is he yeah. is spitting it out. Do you know uh, Chris Beck? Yes. Okay, Chris Beck has, has run into their faith. Eddie Penny, all these people. I am more surrounded now by people who are not, uh, not obnoxious with their faith, but their, their convictions are sound. Now, I'm never going, if you bring me a Buddhist or an, or an atheist or anybody and right. say, you
0: know,
1: I want to put you guys both on the same thing. We'll talk until we get to a point where we're going to agree to disagree. Right. Because I, I'm showing grace to you. And if you want to be a douchebag, cool, whatever. But I'm going to take the high road at all times because that's what that's what being alive is. I take the high road. I show grace.
0: And I think some of my some of my best conversations, even not even on the podcast, but it's on the road or people that are pagan or believe in uh Judea judaism or muslim or even the agnostic and some atheist people i was like it's you can meet the you know, no one says you have to meet in the middle with your ideas but at least be able to sit at the same table and have fun because the people i hang out with they all from all different walks of life but i feel like we never talk about these hot button topics because i think we're like kind of what you said like they like me and i like them for who they are yep and it's only when you meet new people or especially social media is such a cesspool of trash. it's just like, it's yeah. hard for me to bite my tongue sometimes when people attack my faith. And yes. I don't know if it's because it's my nature. And I know my parents are like, Hey, just, if you, if you can't say to someone's face, don't say it at all. It's like, yeah, it's, t- it's even yeah. tough for me to bite my tongue. Cause sometimes when I see people saying screw you cause you're pro-life and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I just want to rip yeah. their skin off their face. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't, that anger, I'm learning how to kind of put that towards making myself, I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing because I don't know how to, I love having the the thoughtful conversations, but it's like at some point I do like having those hard hard conversations with people only yeah. because I want to know where they're coming from and maybe they can see the passion I have without calling me names.
1: Well, and and again, I'm going to say this. So if, if for some reason I'm next to you, and you're having this conversation and somebody starts to vomit on you. Yeah. Now I'm going to take it from a security standpoint. If I was coming towards you in an aggressive manner, now you're not allowed to hit me, right? Because right. the job, but but I'm sure you would take a defensive posture and be in a position with your verbiage and de-escalate the situation. Yes? 100%. Okay. So now I'm I'm going to be me now because it's easier for me to talk about me. And somebody comes and says, You fucking Jesus freak, fuck you and your bullshit. Hey man, listen, I'm cool with you saying whatever you want. However, remember, unlike the rest of my Christian, beautiful people who say, turn the other cheek, I'm gonna hear what you have to say, and I'm gonna punch you in the fucking throat. I'll pick you up and I'll fix you, but I'm not letting you sit in there dog me out for a longer amount of time. I have it's called boundaries, yeah. right? This is the big thing. Turn you. You have a secure you fuck. I say boundaries immediately you go into security thing. Okay, well, I need to know where this person is, I need to make sure they can't cross this place. Our lives are the same way, brother. Right. Nobody is allowed to sit there and dog you out. They can have their opinions, but opinions right. like assholes. Sir, ma'am, I appreciate you saying that. You know, if you got nothing I say, don't say nothing. Fuck you. Okay, well, and this conversation is done. Have a nice yeah. day. De escalation and grace. Because again, one thing we have to remember. I don't know where that person's coming from. Correct. For all I know, for all I know, let's say I am Catholic. And what if the person shitting on me is the victim or their child's a victim, right? So where's this anger coming from? Because it's not about me, right? Right. It was the topic that caused them to go to another level of uh, animosity. Sir, ma'am, you're in pain. How can I help you get rid of that pain? Like. De-escalation is the best word because it's the language we both speak. Yep, I de-escalate and and try my best. I reach my hands out, and if they're just so closed off, I have to remember that God's working on them in His own way. Yeah, I have to. I have to because again, this is why I I, I alienate people who want, like say, well, I worship Satan?" You know what? Keep your shit away from me, man. Kick rocks. Yeah. Anybody else? I have open arms because I know God's working on me. Right. You know.
0: The Satanist Andrew. stuff is fascinating for me because I'm just like, God's not real. Well, how could there be a devil without a God? It's, like, it's just like, yeah. there's so much hypocrisy in that. I think a lot of that stuff yeah. is just for the, the shock value. And maybe yeah. I don't understand enough of why Satanists believe what they do. And maybe that I, maybe I can read a book on it just to understand it. But part of me is just like, I don't have to. I, I'm choosing not to understand what it is because it goes against what I believe in.
1: Yeah. And John, and I'll be honest with you. I played for the other team long enough. You can't tell me there's not evil. Right. Okay. Don't, don't, I know I've seen, I've, I've broken yeah. bread with, I know evil. Yeah. Okay. So you can't tell. And that's why when somebody says, oh, I'm a Satanist, I'm like, well, get the fuck away from me. Right. Because your boss, I worked for your boss. And let me just tell you right now, he's a fucking asshole and he can kick rocks. Yeah. My guy will kick your guys' ass.
0: See you yeah. later. Bye. No, I love that. Uh, one of the other things too, uh, maybe coming out of the pandemic, I've noticed a lot more men or people in general, men in general being more open about like the mental health struggles. Yes. And obviously I, when I tour with shine down every night, they dedicate a song and, to mental health and they all do their daily stuff. But a couple of days ago, uh, David Draymond, the lead singer of disturbed uh, they're on tour. Now he had to speech uh, where he normally doesn't do this type of talk, but he, t- he admitted that a couple of months ago when he was going through his divorce, he almost killed himself mm-hmm. and he broke down on stage. And like, it was weird to see it because Knowing him, and the band he represents, like you, like, it's it, it was a, It was like a switch for me because now here's a guy, very hugely successful metal band, mm-hmm. and millions and millions of records, fans around the world, and for him to break down in those those moments. I think it was a Quebec or whatever that show was, in a crowd like that, and start crying and break down. It was it was kind of, I guess I get what mental health is now, and I don't know if that's just me being naive. Well, I've never had a, I've never had i I've never openly said I have mental health issues or I have bad days. But yeah. for me to kind of see that, it's like, it was kind of cool where it's like, give yourself out to people so they understand where you're coming from. And how many lives does that speech save in that crowd? And it's like, it's uh, hand, immense. It was, it, was, it was such a super powerful thing.
1: Well, first I applaud him for having the courage. Right. Secondly, I believe the breakthrough that he had on stage, because this wasn't a breakdown, I believe it was a breakthrough. Right. One, I can guarantee you, I would bet parts of my anatomy I enjoy, that he saved thousands of lives. I would even go right. so far to say tens of thousands of lives. The most important part about the term mental health, what, what pisses me off is that now it's a catchphrase. At the end of the day, mental health comes down to how am I in my skin, in my body, at this moment? I am and and you can't say well i'm happy i'm bad i'm sad because it's 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 you know up and down where i'm where i'm frustrated is the enemy whispers in the ear you know nobody likes you you know you've got uh three facebook friends and two of them are bots right you know or you know you tried to ask that person out and they laughed at you because you're a piece of shit yeah like the enemy is whispering and and we don't have enough people reaching out to other people saying hey whatever you're hearing in your ears is a fucking liar and so when somebody of a of a and i don't like the word success because look here's a guy who technically has everything money he has everything right everything in the world yet he doesn't have anything Except Correct. that now he but he has the courage. Bless him. I'm I'm so fucking happy to hear you say that. He had the courage to admit something that millions of people, billions of people have every day, but there's a stigma that comes with it, like I your pussy, or you know, man up or or yeah. woman up or whatever.
0: Yeah, rub some dirt in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and there is a time and a place to keep your shit together. However, us having this conversation, I want men and women around the world to have the conversation say you know what yeah, i'm just off today man right what why are you off i don't know okay you don't know that's a start but it's not the end of the world like here's the big deal with the mental health thing it's not the end of the world right you know jason redmond says no bad dates and and i agree with him there is no bad days there's bad moments there's bad there may be even bad half dates but there's no bad dates unless you, pro- you continue to hold on to that and say um and, and choose to be miserable. Right? Like and and there's so many things. Like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? How much of the shit are you ingesting that's telling you that the world is shitty? Yeah. You know? Like the news and all social media, like it's all bullshit. Pick up a phone and say to your like I would call you know how I send you messages. Yeah. Just I just want John, wherever the fuck he is, to sit there and know that his buddy Marcus is thinking of him and says, loser. Yeah. You beautiful you know? bitch,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Right? now, And all I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm challenging anybody that's listening to this. Give that a shot. Reach out. First of all, just reach out to the people that you love. And then what about the, you know, you get to know somebody, reach out to them. Because the enemy can't can't win. They have no authority over us. They have no power over us. If we'll stand up and be filled with grace and kindness. Changes the entire environment. Yeah. Look at Look at your bandmates. Yep. The minute that they start to let go of the shit talking in their ear, well, now they're lighter and they're
0: happier, yep. and it spreads. It's, uh, and to your point, I, of the idea that leaders or pers- people who are perceived to be leaders, to have those moments of clarity when it comes to, I'm having a bad day, I think it speaks volumes to the people they lead or supervise or watch over, because I think there's something... You, people put leaders up there like, oh, they're bulletproof, they're, but they're still humans too. They still have the family issues or the sick or the issue. It's, it's crazy. So it's like, how could you, I love people that, that you follow or you look up to. They're like, man, they're just like me. They have their bad days. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think you could, I, I look at those people that have that admit to that stuff. or was like, well, maybe I could try what they're doing if i am having a bad day, but at least we're on the yeah. same page here. Yeah. It's so easy yeah. to lead so far from the front where you don't even see the the yeah. people behind you
1: no and that's and that's why it's imperative i look i use the bike analogy you've ridden a bicycle right in a bicycle you're constantly looking ahead yep. you're looking you're looking to, you know you're yeah. on a 360 uh, now if we would do that from a leadership perspective and leadership really is just at this point in time i'm one step ahead of you at this moment leadership really should be interchangeable right? Like you and I should be somewhere. And at this moment I'm ahead and I need to just make sure you're good. You're good. Everything's good. I'm okay. Okay. We'll slow down a little bit and have empathy and compassion for when people cannot keep up with the, the, the pace of which we're going and not call them a pussy or call them a wimp or anything. Just be like, all right, cool. We'll just slow it down a little bit, catch your breath and let's catch up right. and then edge them to be in front. Cause when you're in front, you don't want to fall behind. Right. And just be a little pat on the butt. If there's a person in front and they're suffering, a little pat on the butt and be like, you got this. What does it take to walk up and be like, look, bro, you got this. You're absolutely killing it. I don't care yeah. what you're thinking about in your head. I'm telling you, you're absolutely massacring this. You're doing so good. What does it take? Five seconds?
0: Yeah. But that's, uh, I play Call of Duty and stuff when I can because with my buddies. And uh, the team aspect of that, where it's like, there's the breacher, the sniper guy, the close yeah. combat, the whatever, mm-hmm. the tactical, whatever. Yeah. But it's, uh, I wish, take even obviously the real military it's set up that way. But if jobs or businesses or even sports teams, you get, you get, you're, you're paid a salary to be the leader. You're named a captain on a professional sports team. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. is there a way to do it, you think, in like the society where it's like, we're all captains. It's like some days this captain might not be the mm-hmm. best captain. It's like, you don't yeah. see that in sports. I mean, people get honorary captainships, but a CEO yeah. is always going to be CEO until he's fired. He's yeah. never... Yeah. What's weird about that is once he's fired, he can't be demoted. He's just fired. Yeah, it's like where do you get the chance for the guy behind him to be a leader him to fall in place? It kind of it's a weird setup.
1: Well, and I have to say with with regards to corporate America, I believe that if you are if you've hired me and you're like Marcus, I want you to be you've got a team of sixteen. Yeah, all right. Every morning we have a team meeting. Okay, look, we have objectives right we have objectives that we have to get to and then there's objectives that it'd be great to get to so i'm going to delegate and i'm going to be beside you who's struggling with their project right now and giving them an open form of i'm struggling yeah not we're going to be reprimanded and it's you know who's that guy simon schenek schreck
0: yeah i know you're talking about
1: sure he uh I love watching him talk because he, he has some great things and, and he was talking about working with team six, right. And they have a pie as to how they, how they pick good teammates, um, high performance, um, high, high trust and, or trust and performance. Yes. And what you want is a guy that's high trust, medium to, to medium to high performance. Right. Um, But the trust is more important than the performance, because the truth is, is if you get even subpar people working for you, but they're honest and they're willing to do in the actual work, performance can always be augmented. You can always be like, okay, well, you need to work a little bit more on this. You can you can coach them. Yeah. Work ethic usually comes from how comfortable do I feel to be vulnerable in this situation? Yeah. Well, my boss is going to call me a fucking pussy because I watched him ream out this other guy. So I'm not going to sit there and give him 100% because he's going to make me feel like an asshole. But if you can have a team environment where you're like, okay, guys, everybody bleeds shits and cries. Everybody's the same. We are all the same on this. I don't care if you get paid. Right? And then your environment ends up being, okay, I'm done my job. Susie, are you okay? I'm fucking dying. Okay, Susie, I'll help you out with this. Because, and I take, Japan was big on this, man. They were big on team environments because they wanted the company to, to, to rise. Right. Now, if you've got six or seven people and you're all putting in lots of hours, the only way it works is if everybody helps offset the load of the weakest person. You're having a hard time. Okay, let's help you out a little bit right? It's not right. enabling. It's I'm giving you just enough breathing room for you to pick up your shit and then go. And now you got to go and help somebody else. Yeah. Compassion, empathy, and kindness. Again, it's the same message. Yep. It doesn't matter. Corporate message, corporate or, or, or fucking street guy, compassion, empathy, and grace, man, you got to have these things.
0: Right.
1: And then you'll see a complete change in your environment and a happier team environment means more productive work. It's not, it, you know, I'm not a fucking smart guy, it's pretty simple to figure out, but it's not cost effective for businesses to do that.
0: Have you, not, ever, have you ever met someone that had that used to have a really strong work ethic and then got lazy? Yeah, I, I, it's such a yeah. weird thing to see because when you go to college with them or start the corporate ladder with them or whatever, and they have such a you know, them as who they are, but like an event happens whether it's a divorce or uh mm-hmm. a kid yeah. or a new buying a house or whatever happens in that person's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. there's a shift in their, I don't it's like their the work, they they lost like their flair to work, if that makes sense. like yeah. It's such a yeah. weird thing to see. It's like when you talk to them, they don't look, they don't tell you they're sad or they're mad, but you know it's like a physical shift in their work effort. And it's like, yeah. how does that person get that back? Or how do you as a friend or a coworker help that person? Because when you see someone not doing what they used to do, there is a mm-hmm. problem. At least I see something where I feel like, what's going on, man? Because it yep. used to be a yep. high functioning. Do you need help? Like it's, how do you, how do you, you do just you- said
1: it? You just said it. If I'm, if I'm an, an employer and I've got a guy who's been a rock star in the socket. Yeah. Them, right. Instead of giving him shit, pull him in, have a coffee and say, Hey, uh, Joe Smith, what's going on. But not in a way where he's going to have to volunteer things. You're, you're going to have to do friendly interrogations. Hey, are you okay? i not sure. You know, you're doing. Are you doing okay? I just want you to know that. Uh, if I'm being honest, my wife just found out that she um, might have to have an operation. So if I break down a little bit, just bear with me. But I I want to know what's going on. With you. Oh, you're you're having problems? Yeah, but I'm here for you, and I want you like yeah. Find find a commonality. Like this is the problem I have is that there's nobody that's any different. So find the commonality in in how you can open the door. And you already said it with. You see something, you see something and they're not saying something, because why would they? Because it's a toxic environment at work. So you need to already look at that and be like, well, fuck, I've, I've developed a toxic work thing, so I need to fix that, but we'll put that on the table. And go to Joe Smith and say, listen, what can I do to just kind of shift the balances a little bit so you can catch some breath? Because it feels yeah. like right now, like you're the whole fucking world on you. Because that's the perception. The sky is falling the sky isn't falling, but he, you can't see it. I can't see it. But I mean, we don't view it that way. That's their view, respect their view and say, Hey, listen, what can I do? Um, do you need one extra day off or, or what, like give him options for that person to say, you know what, actually, I just, I, I don't know. And give them the opportunity to breathe in front of you without judgment because yep. compassion and there's grace and there's empathy. Listen, we've all. There's nobody on the planet, especially anybody in a corporate position, that has had their shit together through their whole career. They've had meltdowns. They've had break. You you snapped. You've broken TVs. You flipped chairs. Yep. Bring that humanity into the conversation, and then the person doesn't feel alienated. Yep. Right, because that's what it is. It feels like they're the only retard on the fucking planet.
0: It's uh in my industry I work in dealing with like managers and tour managers and production, like there's all these different personalities. And, and I I find myself always kind of in between everything, between the artist and obviously the the crew. And I, lo- I love being the one that someone can vent to or their venting, it's just screaming out loud, name calling, cussing, swearing. But I know they can do it in front of me because they trust me to let them be that get that out of them. And I've noticed I've gravitated towards those people because I think they're severely misunderstood. And some people can't deal with the yelling or I've always loved those coaches or parents that they can't, they're yelling because they care. They want it to be done the best. And they, maybe they see potentially you're not fulfilling, get it out of you screaming. And I also get why people look at that and be like, I don't like that type of leadership, but the people that do that in front of me, whether they break down just name call or screw this, screw that. It's Mm -hmm. like after five minutes, they're like, thank you for listening. And now they, it's like, Why can't we all just be that sponge? Yeah, it's like some people don't want that job though either because it it is tough. It's
1: a tough job, and and remember, you're able to displace it as it's not about me. Correct. They just right. So so when you you you're not really even absorbing anything. You're just kind of being that echo chamber to let them do it. Most people, most people don't have the ability to to weather that type of an onslaught now that being said the people who are screaming they also need to do something with you had to get to the point of screaming so i bet you there was a bunch of little places in there where you could have had a little scream or been better in your communication yep get right like the problem i have with most people that are screamers are they they assume that everybody's a fucking mind reader yep and 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 it's difficult for somebody to say John. yep. I didn't, I didn't get the memo on mind reading today. Please just talk to me and say, give me the top three things you need done. I'll get them done and I'll come back and give me the other three. Cause yeah. I can only handle three things right now. So tell me the three that are most important. I'll do them. Come back and give me the other three. Now I'm 54 years old and my communication uh, abilities come from years of dealing with drunks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, so when you're able to have communication with somebody who's belligerent or is just not understanding it's easy to find the right way to 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 not talk and also remember i'm twice divorced, so i know what not to do right right so when i'm telling you this yeah. or i'm saying it to somebody i'm just going i, I know what not to do yeah and screaming and yelling does only work for a very small percentage of the population yeah and it shows that their communication needs to be worked on now whether they do or not is irrelevant but your job, the way you do things, you're one of, you know, 2% of the population. Right. So, right. So the other people, the screamers need to, to find a, a healthier way to communicate. Yeah. Right. And then the people who aren't listening need to open their fucking ears and listen. Right. right? Like it's, again, it's, it's not one person. It's, it's a, it's a teeter totter, man. A little bit of both.
0: What was the last time you were truly bad? you think like just pissed yeah. off? Um, and the reason I ask is because I tried out the other day I was, we were talking about anger, like, someone I we saw someone that was like visibly bad if for a good reason, like, something happened to their car. And mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know if it's if if the life I live with dealing with my the ups and downs of my dad's health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, major stuff for me is major, major, like, yeah. someone in a coma, like in right? Important shit, or it's stuff with like your son. It's like, so mm-hmm. people like us are able to deal with a loss or. Issues are really issues. Anger for me isn't, I was never that road rage person. Yeah. Now, there's several times where I've been in situations where someone mouthed off my mom or nearby, and I, or someone yeah. else I know that I probably went off the handle too far. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's, my, the that's, my, that's my honor. It is my very honorable. That's how yeah. I sold it to my mother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anger, I'm trying to think the last time I was truly angry because everything I have gotten in my life or not gotten. It's all it's all my work. It's all, yes, you put yourself in a position to succeed or buy that car or travel or somebody comes up, but any time I felt like slighted or an issue came up, it was probably my fault, so I had no reason to be angry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a Catholic coming out, just so you know. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> um, but the truth is, is I can't remember the last time I was angry. Since I've been sober, I've definitely been less... Uh, Less my 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 ability to be quick to mouth and hurt people's feelings has lessened greatly. Um, and I haven't found anything to be really angry at. Right. But I'm also I've also perf- on purpose put myself in positions where I'm trying to have as much calmness and ease as possible. And nothing really can, like when a car if I if somebody messes my car up, let's say they bang my car. Yep. it's stuff, man. Because yes. it's not now. If somebody, if I was with you and you, somebody came by. See, it's 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 personal then, right? Yes, like, it's, it's, it's your mom, yes. right? Like there's there's something where somebody is hurting somebody that can't take care of themselves. Protector mindset comes in, and then right. all of a sudden. But even with that, I don't. I have no need to go ballistic in verbiage because it's not going to fall on the ears necessary to listen right now i can scream or i can i can say sir yeah we got two ways to handle this yeah
0: it's uh, it's some of the hop the topics like when it comes to like like the human trafficking sex trafficking or kids Mm -hmm. being allowed to go to drag shows i i used to think it was anger i have towards people that allow that stuff or encourage it but i think more Mm -hmm. i'm so passionate to end it so like mm-hmm. for me, it's like that fine line between what is anger and what is super passionate because you care. It causes right. like that. I find are the closest I have to what someone could perceive as anger.
1: Right, but okay, but now, so when it comes to trafficking, trafficking right now is is a very
0: hot topic. Yes,
1: as if it just started being created. Yes. Are we forgetting about the fact that there's been trafficking since we had human beings? I'm no, I'm not diminishing it. I'm very, very vocal about how I feel about sex traffickers yeah. and the true evil and pedophiles, the people that and this and changing the verbiage, all that. Get it? But when it comes to like the drag queen thing, so we're clear. That is up to the parents. A parent needs to sit there. And have conversations with their son and daughter about, look, here's what this is. And if the parent in their insecurity and fear doesn't know what it is, then educate yourself. Do I want drag people coming into, the sh- uh, into an elementary school promoting that, that there's, there's you don't like who you are, you should get an operation and it's okay? Of course not. I don't trust most uh, six-year-olds with a fucking pair of scissors where you think I'm going to let them make a life decision? Correct. However, the more our environment gets into screaming and yelling and segregation and division, this is me. The enemy is smiling. Yeah, so I'm so. not going to, I'm not going to allow division. I have nothing, listen, what, if you're a grown adult, you do whatever you want. If you're a teenager, I beg you to sit there and think a little bit. If you're under a teenager, shift your pie hole. And, 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 and and be, be the child, be a kid. I identify as a tree. Okay. Like, okay. I'm going to give you an example. There's kids that come into class and they identify as a cat. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hold on. Just bear with me. The parents are saying it's okay. And then the parents get mad at the teachers because the kids bully the kid who comes as a cat. Well, I hate to bring it to you, but kids are assholes and that's the nature of being a child anything that's different is going to be ridiculed you're asking you're telling your kid it's okay to come as a cat be prepared and that has nothing to do with the teachers that has to do with we need to develop an intestinal fortitude of this is me right now (laughs) we are in a very strange time in our life but the truth is, is, is where I'm going to draw the line on is when it becomes a matter of race. If you are if you are angry at somebody because they are of a certain race. Right. Yep. You're, you're a fucking asshole. If you're going to tell me that you're mad at somebody because they're gay, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. If somebody's trans, I don't care what you are. Don't tell me that I have to yep. agree or disagree with whatever you do. We're in a free country. We are still in a free country. Because, and I know this because nobody's getting chucked off the of roofs Correct. for being gay or transgender or anything. Nobody's getting cinder blocks dropped on their heads.
0: Right. Which is happening in the majority of the world right now in some of these other countries.
1: Which is, and and that's where it's easy to look over there and think that everything's great over there. Right. Right. Look at your grass. You have great grass. Yeah. If you just water it and treat it good, you'd have great grass. Um. It's, and it's... and it's also people haven't traveled. You and I have traveled around yes. the world and seen many many things.
0: Yeah. It's, Most uh, of
1: America is not.
0: You kind of mentioned it. It's, I guess for me, it's like I don't care if you have your your purple skin. You have horse legs. You are, believe it whatever you believe it. Just be a good person. And if I don't understand where you're coming from. Don't mm-hmm. chastise me or mm-hmm. go public with, oh, this person's a homophobe or this person, yeah. this yeah. person hates that person because he doesn't understand his, my beliefs. It's like, well, hold on a second. I I literally have said, I want to meet you. I want to understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I remember going through high school. Uh, this girl, Rachel, moved in my sophomore year. Well, my junior, senior year, she became Ray. And that was the right. first time in my life where all my friends and I, oh, Cool. Like we kind of sensed that she wasn't happy yeah. being who she was. Yeah. And by the yeah. time she became he became Ray, I was like, she was like the big thing was like, man, I just didn't know how to tell you. Like, we're gonna be your friend no matter what. Right. I might not understand right. what you're doing, or yep. Not it's not even about agreeing, it's more like I, I wouldn't do it, but if you want to be you, just be a good person because yep. you are great as Rachel, you're great as Ray. Right. It seems like you are super happy as Ray, and I'm happy for you. And yes. like that friendship has I wish more people kind of got that. Where it's just like, it would have been easy for her. And sure, he lost uh, friends who didn't understand. They weren't it, friends. Or, they weren't friends. Correct, they weren't. I think maybe that's what right. I'm trying to say. It's like it. yeah. if if you're gonna be, I want you to be who you want to be. Just don't be yep. a homophobe. Don't be a racist. Yep. And, but yep. be tolerant to other people. Maybe not agreeing with who you are. That doesn't yes. mean they hate you or they just don't understand. And so mm-hmm. let's all sit down at the same table, break bread, and yes. kind of figure that out. Because right now with the media and politics, it's they're not even give you a choice what side to go on because even if you ask the question, you hate yeah. the other side no matter what.
1: Oh, yes, and and but that feeds a machine that works for them. Yeah. Listen, the bottom line is: is if you look at any time there's been a, a, a natural disaster, right? Oh, yep. You see white people grabbing black people, grab black people grabbing. You see everybody helping each other because you know what humanity. As much as I I shit on humans, yes, they, I believe we are still more good than we are evil, and as long as it's that way, and and we need this conversation of two guys saying, "Look, you you are whatever you are, but you still bleed, shit, and cry, yeah, because you're a human being, right? You're still a human being, so let's just enjoy the commonality of being a human being, right?" And I don't have to support uh, what you believe in, and and where I'm going to have a problem is again, if you're doing something where somebody cannot, they they're being over overwhelmed or over strengthened or they're they're being forced, right? When a ten year old child is having sex with a thirty year old man, I don't care. It does boy or girl it doesn't matter you're going to have you're going to have a problem selling that to me because you can't tell me that a 10-year-old child's like yes please and i'm not i'm going to be graphic here but it's the only way it works yes a 10-year-old saying to a grown man hey yeah fuck me in the ass i like that yeah you tell you tell me where a 10-year-old child's going to want to do that so then i have a problem if you have to take something raping whatever it is whatever your thing is if it comes at the expense of someone else who cannot fight back there we have a problem everything else i don't give a shit you want to dress up as a fucking raccoon and have sex with somebody who's dressed up as a deer cool man do your (laughs) thing i could give a shit right as long as that person does want to be the raccoon and does want to be the deer and they are of the of the of the physical and mental ability to make those decisions right without being forced
0: one of the cool things i've seen you do lately uh your classes you go in and you go to kind of go into like those organizations or, or like yeah. those homes for like the special needs or people mm-hmm. are going through like rehab type places the self-defense stuff and it's, it's yeah. so cool because i i guess you hear horror stories right and my of dad's course. been out of rehab and i've had grandparents and people that went through nursing homes and stuff and you mm-hmm. hear horror stories of people get, or taking advantage of some of the patients yeah. there and stuff it's like when I saw you post that, a couple of videos where it's like the striking with like the keys or like, yeah. it was, I was just like, there's such a unique fascinating and necessary type training that you provide. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think anyone, people that started for self-defense. It's like, you don't have to just be the perfect physical specimen to roll around. No. It's like, but yeah. I love the fact that you provide that yeah. training for anyone yeah. who's willing to accept the training.
1: Yeah. And you know, the, the truth is, is especially when I'm working with adaptive athletes and my adaptive athletes, these are, men and women who've had challenges their entire yeah. life. And the, the bottom line is, is, and I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again, it's not about what you can't do. It's about what you can do. And when you have somebody who's in a chair and they have limited abilities, the self-defense we're doing, if we're being, let's be honest, somebody with cerebral palsy, I had a kid that, that has cerebral palsy.
0: Yep.
1: He, he, if somebody really wanted to be violent, that kid's fucked. But when he sits there and he's able to throw a hit and he's able to do something and yep. I give him just the option of the choice to be like everybody else. You're adding a quality to their life. Yeah. Everybody wants to be like everybody else. Everybody wants to. You take somebody who's who's been uh, paraplegic all their life, like from yep. birth and give them a second to just be like you know, I don't treat anybody any different, right? like if you're if you're got challenges, I still make fun of you and still do all that. I do the same things I do to my friend John, because yes, it just doesn't matter. i'm gonna be I'm gonna give the same humor. Most people with challenges just want to be accepted like everybody else. yeah, so self-defense is really about, and this is where my motivation is with teaching is simple. I want you to not have fear about being attacked. Not that you're going to be able to do something about it so that you're not living in fear. So the enemy does not have access to you. Right. If you can walk with an open heart of happiness and be like, well, at least I can do something. The enemy has less to chew on. And that's all I care about now. That's it. Because right. self-defense can be taught in five minutes. I can teach anybody in five minutes what to do. Now, once you get the information, different story, like shooting, right? You yeah. could probably, we could take somebody to the range and within half an hour, given fears and all that, but given half an hour, structurally get them sound to be able to do stuff. Now, yeah. you'll have to go. You still have to practice. It's not one and, one and done. So self-defense or any, any skill, you're going to need to invest more time. But the act of self-defense comes down to intent. Yeah. What am I willing to do to not be a victim to this attack? Yeah. And that, and that, and that's the hardest part to teach.
0: It's such a cool thing too. I'm trying to think of the video you, you, you post a bunch of that, but it's like, you seem so happy to doing that. And you yeah, kind of yeah. just talked about where it's like giving those people that some would perceive uh, why do they have to know how to block someone from a knife attack or deal with a, a tackle or something like that, where you're just like, well, the quality of life, we all want to be able to throw a punch. I might yeah. be able to punch harder than you, you be punch harder than me, mm-hmm. but yeah. where are we as teachers and leaders to so at least help someone be able to throw a punch? Yeah. You know don't always be Mike Tyson. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's like let them have the chance to throw it.
1: Yeah. And now you have to remember that, like, Logan will never, like, he's just, he doesn't have the, the physical abilities to do any of the stuff that I'm doing with these people. Yep. So this last time when I was in, uh, in missouri there was a young boy who has severe cerebral palsy but he's able to talk a little bit you know and he's able to do stuff that you know i would i would love for logan to be able to do and so emotionally it was i was very very connected to him yep and i spent not any more or less time but when i did work with him you know, I, I looked at the mom and and said, "My son, I would I would give anything for my son to be able to be like this." yeah Now, look, think about that. Here, yep.
0: you're a parent
1: who's had this child all his life, and you've only just wished that he was just a little bit. Every every parent wishes their child yes. could do just a little bit more. And here's a grown man saying, "I wish my son could do what your son can
0: do." Yeah.
1: You know, it's and, and again, it's just about perspective and understanding, and whoever's listening to this. If your child can is 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 awesome and can run and can speak and do that, just hug your child. If they can say the words, I love you, daddy, I love you, mommy, hug them because there's many of us who will never hear those words. Yep. Never get a I'll never get a hug and a and a I love you dad. Ever. Yep. So, so and so and when I get off this, go and hug your father.
0: Yeah. It's uh I... It's making the real, like the TikTok reels or Instagram reels, but it's a it's a soundbite of the actor. I think J.K. Simmons. He won a Academy Award last year, two years ago, and he thanked the right people. But in the speech, he said towards the end, uh, "If your mom is still alive, you, I think you've you probably seen it. Thank yeah. them, call them, don't text yeah. them, but call them yeah. and touch them. them." And yeah. it's one of those things too for me. It's like you get so I get so caught up in travel the world. It's like. Mm-hmm. I'm up now. I mean, I'm home briefly for a day before I jump on another nine weeks in a row. It's like I could have mm-hmm. easily stayed on the road, but mm-hmm. the 12 hours I can see my mom and dad. And yes. It's like little things like that, where it's like for me as I get older, those moments are fading where you can physically be there or yeah. be with them. Yeah. And obviously, phone calls, if you're traveling, it's the best you can do in FaceTime with technology yes. and stuff. But the idea Amen. of visiting the idea of visiting your mom or your dad or your loved ones, like there's something to that because it's a it's the reset i don't think people realize they need when they Oof. go a couple of weeks or so without yeah. seeing it without even admitting it you leave from that visit or whatever the hanging out it just mm-hmm. be like ah oh, man i needed that i think yeah yeah if you could bottle that up it'd be awesome
1: oh it would be fantastic now remember who's i can't remember the guy's name i'm, I'm sorry to who it is famous guy but he was interviewed about you know, his parents and he said, he asked the guy, how do you have your parents? He said, yes. How old are they? And I don't know. Whatever their age yep. was he said. Okay. So approximately you have, uh, 10 years left with them. If we go by the average.
0: Yeah.
1: And said, Okay. So you don't have 10 years, you have 10 visits because yep. you only see them once a year. So that's 10 visits. Yeah. And when you put it in that perspective, um, you might want to sit there and see them, And make sure that you're in contact. If it is only once a year, then use technology to your advantage. Yeah, Because that's where the regret comes in. When people are on their deathbed, their regret is always, always. I mean, I've been around enough dead people that they're like, I wish I would have. Right. I wish I would have. And that can be fixable. That's fixable.
0: Yeah. And so
1: whoever's listening to this, reach out, call your mom and dad, even if you fucking hate them. Let me tell you. You want to fix a relationship? Just be like, listen, mom, dad, I was a fucking asshole as a kid, and you're a fucking asshole as a parent, but we're brand new. Let's let's start over.
0: Yep. It's a fine line for me because it's like I have this desire to be number one in what I do and push myself. I want to be the guy that see, you see me, you're a supervisor at a venue, you see me in every country once a year. Mm-hmm. And, and But again, as I get older, I'm kind of like, I'm chasing, that's going to be there. At least in my head, it's like that work, if you're good at what you do, the work will always be there until you decide to hang yeah. it up. And so for me, yeah. I'm like in between tours or breaks, so it's like visit your friend, or I don't know how many weddings I've missed where I've been the best man because I'm working, or funerals mm-hmm. I've missed where I didn't get to say my mm-hmm. I could have do the the funeral home visit or the nursing home visit before they passed yeah. away. And it's like yeah. the times I can spend at home or away from what I do with the people I love, mm-hmm. I think will only help me in the long run. At least that's how I'm trying to. Explain myself because part I'm always looking at my lips. going, I, I can stay on for all every 52 weeks a year. I can yeah, do that for so, five years in a row and not be tired. But yeah. the part be yeah. I I'm not tired physically, maybe mentally because some of the stuff I do is yeah. dumb. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the I'm tired of missing the moments or the people that help me get where I am. And so it's for me, it's like a yeah. fine line to like to kind of chase that.
1: Well, and but it's I don't I don't I, and again I, I'll just disagree with you. I don't believe it's a fine line. You fucking set the tone. Yeah. Now, it takes a lot of balls to sit there and be like, look, here's what I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I'm going to do this, this, and this, but we need you. You know what, John? I'm, let me tell you something. And I love you. I love you. Yeah. This is for you. Anybody else can listen. That's fine. I'm telling you, if you die tomorrow, they're going to find somebody else.
0: Yeah. They have to. That's what, for me, it's like, okay, hold on. Whoa, whoa. whoa.
1: You're going to be replaced yeah. in five minutes. Yeah because the world moves on your mom your dad your friends when you die are going to hurt they're going to we are going to feel emptiness because you're gone and i don't want that to fucking happen knowing that you're working like a madman for an engine that keeps going with you're dead and buried you you're you're awesome at what you do and i love the pride that you have in your job but I love you, and I don't give a fuck about your job, even though your job is a reason why we we cross paths. I care about you. I right. want you and your family and everybody. I want you to sit there and wake up in the morning and be like, "Wow, I I went to have lunch with my mom." Yeah. Or I got to go visit my dad. Yeah. Or your friends, for fuck's sake! You did get to the wedding. They're like, "Woohoo!" Right. Because brother, we're we're one one second away from dying any single time. Yeah and it's, and you will have regrets. Yeah. And I don't want you to have regrets.
0: I, uh, well, the the day we're talking catering and I was just like the fear of missing out, like that FOMO where it's like, I sleep probably five hours a day, five, six hours a day, even when I'm not working. Cause like I I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I can wake up early. I get the lawn cut. Mm -hmm. like, I have all these ideas in my head before I go to bed. I wake up I I, like I fear, like I'm going to miss something. Yep. And it's not necessarily yeah. the phone calls or work emails. It's more like, yeah. I miss like, I'll stay out one more hour later at the bar with my buddies. Cause we got a driver yeah. and what's one yeah. more drink of laughing. And then yeah. I get sad when people leave, cause they have to go to, they, they have a regular nine to five job or they yeah. can't come mm-hmm. out because they have kids. And so I kind of look in the mirror. And I'm like, man, maybe I, maybe the FOMO is like, kind of like you said, like I'm missing out on the moments I don't realize I'm missing out on.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, the if you made a list before you went to bed of everything you have to do the next day well then you wouldn't have to worry about anything because you've already written it down once you write it down it's gone it's over with right right so make a list of what you need for tomorrow and done and then that's over with but on your list every single day should be i need to make sure i make five phone calls not counting my mom and dad yeah of five friends right no matter what and if i'm in town who are the two people i can see besides my mom and dad yeah and make a list of that like at least you're, at least some kind of, I don't want to say balance, but some kind of option other than work, crush it. I'm, I'm killing it. Everyone loves what I do. That's awesome. But the people that love you will miss you if you don't get, they already miss you. I could right. probably get on, let's, if we made this live, holy shit, man, there'd be people all over the place, man, i am fucking miss you. And it'd be overwhelming. And then you'd just end up yeah. crying. All day,
0: so we won't yeah. touch that. I don't, I don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real men don't I'm cry, Mark. Real men don't cry, yeah. Marcus. That's yeah. it. I
1: guess I love being not a I love being not a real man then. That's yeah. it
0: no for sure. So yeah. before I let you go and stuff, like what other stuff you got coming up? I know any more classes you're doing? Any new uh... yeah. the other day as actually my buddy, he's lent him a copy or I had him buy uh, Clint Emerson's um, how to survive series. Yeah. And I go, hey, when you get to the one section where it comes to was it Qaddafi or was it Hitler? Right, Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. Hitler. And so I was like, "Hey, would you get that section? Marcus is a good dude. Like, follow him. Like, and it was kind of cool because it's like, like other stuff like that. Like, I just love that you're able to do that. But I'm sure there's other opportunities for you to kind of get out there and be more, get more of Marcus Torgeson out there.
1: Well, you know, and and so here's here's the truth, and I've told you this. Like, I right now in the last couple of years, I've been just. I've just been on this journey. And so Friday, Saturday, I leave for Oklahoma. On Mother's Day, I'm doing a a church service on, you know, and and just talking at Mother's Day. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but whatever it is, I'm still going to talk about it. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy teaching. However, I want it to be like just families, right? Like I get a group of families. All right, here's some stuff to do or I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the area where my boy John is, and he's got a group of people, security people. And we, we got to do like, it's just about empowering. Like that's all I'm doing is I'm talking and I show some things and, but I don't, I no longer fit into, I've knocked down the walls of my cubicle for what Marcus is. Marcus is, yeah, I, I have done. Obviously, self defense is is you yeah. Google me, and that's what you get. But the 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 Marcus that you're talking to right now is just a guy who's big on God and gonna talk about some shit and make people uncomfortable in some ways, but happy in others. And I just want I want to be I want to just promote grace and compassion, right? And and I, that's I, it.
0: And you you are the Marcus Torgerson is a brand that I think more people need to not shy away from and just accept. Maybe I agree yeah. with everything you say, no. but the authenticity attached to you and who you are, I think is what saves lives and motivates people. Mm-hmm. And that's at least why I gravitate towards you, because it's like you do these things where you, you walk to get coffee, whether it's 20 seconds or 10 minutes, you just talk or wax poetic about life or something you're going through. And it's like those things where it's like, those are the people people should be following on social media, mm-hmm. the real yes. moments of time where it's like, this is a person talking to you about life in real time. And yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. I think there's something therapeutic to that and whatever I can do to help make people realize, because I mean, you're not the only person like you. Um, there's a t- I can't, I mean, there's a bunch of other people I follow that, I, that are very positive about life mm-hmm. and very open mm-hmm. about who they are. And I think those are the type of people I want to push people towards because I think at the end of the day, we're pushing, we're pushing up the shelf. You're going to, you're going to need the Marcus Torgas in your life. Yeah. Whether yeah. you agree with them or not all the time, you're going to need yeah. that one guy like him or girl like him that's yeah. going to be the compass you need.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and is will, somebody who's willing to accept you for who you are. Right. right. Like I love John for John. I don't give a shit about the work. I don't give a shit about podcast. I just love you for you. doesn't right. matter how, I don't care if this podcast is what brought me to you. That's right. great. Awesome. But I love you for you. And, right. and that's those intimate relationships are what's needed more in this world. And that's what will separate uh, good from not so good or evil like we need to we need more grace compassion and, and kindness it's that simple yep. and this conversation i pray that somebody listened to it and just reached out and called a friend that they haven't talked to in five ten years right saves lives man we'll have less no. dead people as a result
0: well, i love it i love getting the random messages from you because i'm obviously we're always in different time zones and sometimes yeah. three in the morning i'm like Marcus, because I give a very distinct chime uh, to my phone. Um, my phone's always on. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, God, I love it.
1: Yeah, well, good. Yeah. And, 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 and for a while, I was like, shit, man, am I fucking bothering this guy? And then I had this come to Jesus moment where, honestly, I was like, no. And here's the truth. John, this is going to be a bit morbid. When I'm dead, yeah, I want you to be able to look at your phone and swipe over and be like, that motherfucker. When yeah. you hit the, you know, the iPhones, you hit the thing and it shows all yep. your media that you've run and you've got 600 messages from Marcus. I want you to be able to go over there and smile. I want you to know that, that, that the friendship we have yep. is massive. And, and, and I, that's, the, that's the one good thing about technology. I will yep. send messages all the time. I want you to have a memory until we see each other in person. Yep. I want these memories, which, you know, remember, we've made a deal. I won't, you know, I want to see in person. Yep. I'll come to wherever you are
0: i love it uh well this has been Uh, awesome marcus uh thank you for your time and uh we'll have to do this again i so
1: professional well thank you for your time and i want to thank you for thanking me for my time you're very (laughs) sweet
0: (laughs) oh hello i'm just enjoying this nice fucking candle anyways i'm john the host of spirit talk and i want to talk to you about nice fucking candles we are lucky to have nice fucking candles as a sponsor of the podcast And if you use code SPEIRTALK15, you get 15% off your first order. Or use the affiliate link below to always get your candle needs through nice, Fucking candles. Nice, Fucking candles are 100% soy wax. They have a 65 hour burn time, maybe more, if you uh, nurse the flame a little bit, maybe. I don't know, I'm not an expert on flames uh, or candles, but I will say these things burn a long, fucking time you about the wick it's a double wick for even burning which is amazing and uh they cover in three incredible flavors uh i'm not sure if you're gonna be eating these candles but if you do like them the scents are eucalyptus and ginseng tobacco and fireside and seaside and driftwood once again uh nice fucking candles they are the candle company for spear talk and if you love candles and need a good set to clear out your office your room your podcast room your weight room uh your whatever you're doing in a room that smells like crap use this candle it's amazing thank you check them out love nice fucking candles
1: dot ca.